Copyright is a vital thing which protects your investment and ensures that the uniqueness of your product will not be sold a few times in a round. You can have the situation in which you have the rights and just the developer who worked with your product have the same rights and he can claim those rights when you start to make money. We still face cases when people lost everything due to the one point in, per in contract which called uh, ownership. You are listening to Building Digital Products, a podcast that helps innovators and entrepreneurs to create successful digital solutions from idea to market. This podcast is brought to you by LinkUp Studio, a software development company which created more than 100 successful digital solutions. Hello, guys. So let's go straight to the point. Today we're going to speak about the product ownership and all of the aspects of code ownerships that you need to know to be sure that things that you're working on, the things that you invest money and time on is actually owned by you, not by someone else. And also today we're going to give you a few recommendations what you need to do in order to save 100% of property rights of all artifacts that you will have during the software development. And that doesn't mean only code, it's also mean design, it's also mean some kind of the music, uh, like anything that you get in the process. In case you invest in that, you're supposed to get the full ownership at least I believe this is the right approach. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, it would seem obvious that you have to be the owner of the product for which you have paid money. However, we still face cases when people lost everything due to the one point in per in contract, which called uh, ownership. And not looking far back, uh, we had uh, such case just one month ago. We have a customer who was working with another development company and he came to ask uh, to us asking to finish this work. So he wasn't satisfied with the result uh, which the previous team provided to him and also the level of communication was not satisfied. So when he tell his decision of changing the team to his previous team and ask it to provide them to provide the source code uh, for the software, they told him no. So he get absolutely nothing like and he paid for it. Well, yeah, just to be uh, because I know about the situation a lot, just to be extremely precise, there was some kind of the invoices that hadn't been paid, but there still was the invoices that was paid. And those guys, they supposed at least give that part of the call that, you know, that they get payment for about our customer, like right now that guy is our customer uh they didn't get anything at all well that that's a shame because you know usually people have some kind of the budget and they spend already maybe i don't know 30 20 percent of that and have nothing at all even 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 something that other company could continue or whatever and this is not right uh, i believe this is the not right approach so let's discuss how to how to fix it yeah, it's always sad to hear such stories, but unfortunately they are not uncommon. Why has it happened? Well, there can be numerous of reasons, but in my opinion, I think that the core reason is that people just neglect the point of uh, copyrights of, for the software. Like in my experience, uh, every third person with whom I negotiate never asked me about our policies of the code ownership. 
So mm. like numbers tell about themselves. So also very often development companies and independent contractor use ownership at the stock in trade. So they can offer you a cheaper price and in exchange that the ownership will stay with them. And it is like, and people still agreed for that. And it is very like strange for me because for me, it is the same like the situation when real estate broker propose you not to charge his commission for the purchase of new of your new house in exchange to like, let's ownership for this new house will be belong to him. Like it is absurd situation, like, but, and in the software it is this, uh, the same. Yeah, and like, it sounds absurd when you're talking about the real estate, because, you know, that's kind of common thing to everyone, everyone understand that, but uh, guys, in the software development, the same rules are applied and well, yeah, that that's just ridiculous. <laughs> so, okay, and another very, very important disclaimer here, uh, everything that we're going to talk right now obviously can be uh, can be can you can go to the court with the good lawyer and you can sue anyone like anyone and that's that can be soluble in that way but again our uh, our podcast is about building digital product not to be the best lawyer in the town right and uh, so you know uh, just just please keep that in mind. So we're trying to give you advice how to avoid the bad situation, not how to go straight to the court, right? Because in the end of the day, your product's supposed to generate you money, not generate you problems. Yeah, so the only thing which I can add to this is that no one of uh, lawyers' feeling was harmed during record of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we understand how the copyright passed to you, we have to understand who are the owner of the software from the very beginning. So let's outline two definitions. The first one is the author or creator. In the relation to the work, it is a person or organization who creates the original work. The second one is the copyright. It's property rights which automatically arise when in, in the process of creating original work in a tangible form. So when original work is created, drawn, written, wherever, uh, the uh, ownership are on the creator. So an exception to this rule is when uh, work is done uh, during the uh, by employer during the course course of his employment. So in this case, uh, first ownership are on the employer. Okay. So uh, now here's a very important thing that I need to explain to you guys. So uh, again, you just heard the two things, employer and like contractor or independent contractor. And something that you need to know, especially when you are, uh, go to the Ukraine, for example, like I can speak about Ukraine, 95% of people who work in uh, software development here, they're independent contractor. So you need to understand that difference very well. In case uh, people with whom you work, like your team, is employer of company that you hire, rights for the code automatically transfer to the company and then you're supposed to have the proper contract where you transfer rights for the code from that company to yourself. But in case you know that people who are working in for that company are contractors, you need to clarify is it true and it's supposed to be like that that they have the contract where they pass their rights to the pro company and then company pass it to you 
So this is very tiny difference, but it's still very important because some because in that in case company don't have this you know line in the contract about passing um, property rights to them and afterwards to you, that's mean that you can uh, have the situation in which you have the rights and just the developer who work with your product have the same rights and he can claim those rights when you start to making money. Well, just like this is something very important that you need to know about uh, before you actually start working. That kind of common thing. And by the way, when you're working with the freelancer, it's also independent contractor. And even in case you're working without the outsource company that help you, well, also be sure that uh, you transferring all of the rights. Don't uh, don't don't rely on uh, you know uh, sign of, uh, agreement of Upwork or another freelance um, vendor that you use, right? And just be sure that you sign some kind of the additional thing that that pass the rights of, of everything to you. And I know that we have uh, we had the situation in the company, right? When uh, uh, one of our projects big was uh, sold. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's a mm -hmm. really cool example here. So uh, we have the great, and we're still working with this great project. I can't name what is exactly and what it's all about because of the very, really very strict contract. Uh, the only thing that I can tell that uh, they recently has been bought by, I can't tell by whom, but they are the biggest and the first competitor of Apple. <laughs> so just, just like that, right? So, uh, and uh, during all of that due diligence process, their lawyers contacted us and asked us to give them the special document in which we completely 100% agree that we pass all of the rights, despite the fact that still that line was in the contract because this is just the standard thing mm -hmm. actually for us, right? But still during that due diligence process, they contacted us and asked that additional assignment that we really don't have anything about uh, their ownership and passed it all to them. Moreover, they asked us to have the separate document with each of the member who used to work with this project during all five years. Some of those members are, don't even work in our company anymore. And I mm -hmm. called them and contacted them and asked, hey man, could you please sign this document? What is that? Oh, that's the document. Remember that project you worked three years ago? Well, you passed all of the rights and they was like very confused. That was kind of- I will not put my signature on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like some of them was like, what the hell? Like we have the contract, everything is right. I said, well, yes, but they asking me and all of that kind of thing. Well, I mean, that's how important it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, when big company of some uh, main competitor of Apple uh, asking you to do, that's very important, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so to conclude this part, company or contractor are the first owner of any copyright uh, on the software. So at the very beginning of your engagement with vendor or contractor, you have to agree about terms of how they pass this uh, exclusive property copyright to you. So, and usually all the terms and conditions are defined in the contract uh, before start the actual, which you signed before start the actual work. So, okay. I think we are uh, okay with this part. So let's move to the next thing, which are documents discussion. Yeah, enough, so, enough of the theory, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, so we have two main documents when we're working with a vendor. It is non-disclosure agreement and actual co contract or service agreement. Mm. 
So non-disclosure agreement, it, like every reputable company needs to have its own non-disclosure agreement, which addresses to its specific business need. Linky, can you tell us when you need to sign non-disclosure agreement? Non-disclosure agreement is signed to protect clients' intellectual property and prevent issues around original ideas that might potentially bring profit if transformed into software. Thank you, Linky. I have read this sentence 20 times, so let me repeat it for you again. Non-disclosure agreement, or shortly NDA, is signed to protect clients' intellectual property or to protect any issues around original idea that might potentially bring profit if transformed into software. So important, if transformed into software. So this sentence break up very um, big stereotype about NDA. Yeah, NDA like, don't protect your ideas. Yeah, like guys, ideas is not protected by anything at all. Like anything at all. Like. For me as the CEO, when someone contact me and then they're like, oh, let's sign an NDA. I said, well, okay, let, let's do. I mean, it, that's not a problem. We sign an NDA and afterwards I expect, you know, to send me something. I expect to send me some, I don't know, code snippet, some kind of the unique algorithm, some kind of the data, some kind of the server access, whatever, like something physical. But then people just connected me and tell me about their great idea of the new Facebook plus Snapchat plus Instagram plus some other shit. And that's it. And nothing like, you know, nothing physical in a sense, nothing documented, nothing at all. And they are like, but don't tell about my idea anyone. Guys, NDA, do not protect your idea. I obviously will not tell anyone about your idea. That just doesn't worth it, right? But again, NDA is to protect something that you have, some kind of the expression of your idea. Again, code, access, data, whatever, but not just idea itself. So for me, when people ask to sign NDA, when they actually have nothing except just words, well, for me, it's the sign of kind of an experienced guy in the area, right? So, I mean, to be honest, by statistic, uh, those people who start the conversation, let's sign an NDA, uh, maybe only, only 10%, actually in the end really doing their projects uh, everyone else just are not serious and i don't want to offense anyone but just you know you need to be professional you need to what, what document the response for what and also you need to uh you need to not mismatch contract as Oksana already mentioned and the nda so nda is something that you sign before you work with the company to be sure that that company do not like non-disclosure agreement they don't give information about uh anything you give them again anything physical you give them corporate information also yeah corporate information like who is involved like uh, maybe you just got big investment from google that's some that's already sensitive information that can be protected by NDA. Like you don't want anyone to know that Google give you investment. That's already something. Yeah, right? and uh, actually contract always include NDA inside. So yeah, by the way, uh, contracts always include NDA, like at least rights contracts. And uh, so again, you have you can have like 100 NDAs with all of the people you starting to discuss uh, your project, but only one service of the agreement with somebody with who you actually start working to. Uh, so don't mismatch those things. And contract, they have much more things. They have 
they actually have term of uh, of communication, of payments, of process, all of that kind of things is on the contract. And the A just protect you about not sharing information about you uh, and some kind of the artifacts that you already have. So if you didn't know before that NDA didn't protect your ideas and just word, right now you will know it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so let's move from theoretical to practical. Right now we will give you a few tricks or tips which you can use to actually protect yourself from any issues with the copyrights. Yeah, so uh, and before Oksana start doing that, uh, sorry Oksana, I'm an interrupter today, right? Uh, I will give you, you know, the rule number zero uh, and the main rule, um, look guys, when you doing any software and actually any business in the world, first of all, you supposed to work on the like normal, sustainable human relationship. Like you will not need all of these recommendation we will give you right now in case you have normal connections with people you work with, right? This is the first thing you need to have. But still we are in the business, Sometimes things go wrong and that would be good in case that some were highlighted and the process is set up in the way that you as the product owner is protected. And now Oksana will tell you what you need to do in order to get this. So the first thing which we recommend to do is to keep the code base on your repository. So you can use such tool as a GitHub, GitLab, Bitbucket or any available tool for the repository available today. So you can do this in two ways. So the first way, and actually way which we usually do, uh, do so you can create your repository, your own repository based Private on your- Private repository, by yeah. the way, that's important, <laughs> like not public. <laughs> based on your credential and just provide development team, team access to it so they can work directly on your repository. The second option is uh, when developer development team work on their repository and every two weeks, for example, they copy the code to your, to your repository after you pay the invoice for this work done. So in this case, everybody on the safe uh, spot. Yeah. Yes, on the same spot and uh, every period, some period of time, you receive a portion of the code for which you have paid. Uh, if we talk about uh, design, for example, you can ask team to provide you also some period of time to provide you the source file of this design and you can store them on your local drive uh, or Google Drive. And uh, in case your team work with such tool as Figma, for example, you, you can download all the files by yourself. And this method also works for any other artifacts which are created during cooperation with the development team. So if it is documentation, some diagrams, tables, you can download and save everything what they provide to you. And for what is important, you have already paid. Yeah, well, uh, I believe the only thing that we can add here is, uh, again, you can use only those things that you paid for. I mean, in case you, uh, like in case you have the agreement in which your team, you know, doing things up front, then you take it from them and didn't pay it. Well, uh, most probably, at least the good contract supposed to tell that they still own the copyright, right? They still yeah. own the ownership. So don't be deceived. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that that's kind of other uh, other side of this uh, of this medal, right? Uh, so it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have one more more things to, to, to set. Actually, the second recommendation. Uh -huh, please go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so the second recommendation can seems obvious, but it's worth mentioning. Read contract carefully. 
So it should describe the process of how the exclusive property copyrights are passed to you in details. And also important to uh, make a note about contract termination terms. So in what condition you will lose this copyright? For example, if your contract are for a year, what happens next? Like copyright goes back to the company. Like, so you have to deal with all these details really read it carefully and like i think that the easiest option is just to ask your company lawyer if you have such uh, just to check the contract and uh, understood if it's uh, have all the all the requirements which you need so yeah i mean this is and this is somewhere where liars uh, lawyers are supposed to <laughs> uh, <laughs> supposed to really help you here so yeah uh, uh, well mm -hmm. another uh, important issue here is um how you need to treat the open source so like keep in mind that uh like maybe well i don't know that's from hat but i believe that at least 80 percent of all, all of the software in the world they are written by uh you you still can get my joke about liars <laughs> right i'm sorry sorry i just can't <laughs> stop <laughs> okay okay so let's go let's go to the point back like uh at least 80 percent of the software that happening in the world is uh based on open source technology like Mm, I don't know, uh, Laravel framework is open sourced, uh, like uh, Ruby, JavaScript, obviously, right? That's all open source things that anyone in the world can use. I mean, they have license, but you don't need to pay anyone for that license. So funny thing here that uh, that technology itself uh, is free, but when you already build something unique, that's already can be protected by the copyright and already can be uh, you know sued and uh, again expression of the idea so you need to think about these uh, things like you know bricks and concrete like mm, like no one interested in just bricks and concrete because anyone can have it but when you already build the unique house above that well that's something that can be already protected here's the same thing when you build some kind of the unique algorithm some kind of the great design you x together with the uh, great algorithm will give you very high efficiency mm -hmm. whatever well that's already something that can be protected but you can just take the you know some kind of the library which is open source and tell i'm claiming my rights for that no that doesn't work like that yeah and i actually have an interesting story about uh, battle for the brick uh, uh, between two giants of information technology world which is oracle and google so uh, oracle claimed google that uh, claimed Google that he copied nine lines of the code from their copyrighted Java code. And they uh, asked for that $9 billion compensation. Again, guys, $1 billion for each- Nine. Uh, nine. Nine billion. Uh, no, no, but I mean $1 billion for each of the line of the code. So don't ask me if software is expensive, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let me explain how this battle actually started. So in 25, Google gathered a team of the developers and they decided to build the future leading mobile operation system called Android, which we all know today. And Java language was selected as the primary technology. Uh, at that time, uh, Java was belonged to the company called Sun Microsystem, and Google tried to pay them $40 million to license Java for Android, but talks fell apart. So uh, what Google did, he decided to write uh, open source code and repl replicate everything what they couldn't license from Java. And everything have changed when in 29, 
uh, Oracle bought Sun, uh, bought Sun Microsystem and they decided to tell that things which Google made is illegal. So actually that they replicated this mm. code from Java. They, with all 15 million lines of code that Oracle checked, only nine lines was literally copied. And uh, like that was uh, actually these nine lines for mm. which they asked nine billions. And uh, the most funny thing in this story is that uh, this nine line of code implements a function which any general developer can write in a few minutes. And furthermore, it will be very hard for the developer to write this function other way that these nine lines mention it ahead. Mm. So <laughs> also one interesting uh, things which I read in articles that the judge who was in charge for this battle actually knew programming and he write programs for fun and like just some games for mm. himself and his wife. And he told that he by himself write blocks of code like that hundred or even more of time. So the judge didn't buy it and at the end Oracle just left with nothing. Well, okay. They are, uh they're happy that they at least don't have some kind of the additional expenses. But yeah, this example is proving you how important that kind of things of ownership could be on that high level of, uh, you know, of the big Mastodon uh, companies. And, you know, I believe every, every owner of digital uh, product, they would like someday get to that you know, point of being big and wealthy and all of that kind of things, right? I believe the last one thing that I need to mention for today is a uh, very important thing. So usually when you work with someone that someone would like to share that he is working with you, especially when the product is really good. And uh, sometimes you may not give them that right. Like you may tell, no, I don't want uh, you to uh, claim that you developed this. Now, uh, here's very important things. When we ask to put something in our portfolio, we never claim the rights of ownership. Like we don't, we don't claim for the money that it made. We just want to be honored and tell everywhere in our website, for example, that, hey, we developed this stuff. So the only reason for you is to deny your uh, software development team or designer or anyone else or copywriter, it depends with whom you're working, to not doing that is like not knowing everyone that they worked with. So it may be a few reasons. For example, you don't want to know, uh, like you don't want your investors know that you work with freelancers, for example. Well, there may be some that kind of the reason. So in that case, you may tell that, hey, I don't want you to, to claim anything about that thing. Sometimes, like in that uh, example that I mentioned you about the due diligence company, that company didn't want to know that we are working with the product because that product is extremely secured. And, you know, when you, uh, when you break your uh, vendor, when you break your partner, you actually break the main, uh, the main core of the product. Mm -hmm. And that's also the reason. So the only reason, the other reason may be securable. But when you're the startup and when you are like the middle-sized business, when you are the small business, and even in case you're a big business uh, and there are no proper reason, uh, well, give the chance to your partners to tell everyone about they are working with you that will help them and that also will help you because well that's another point of the advertising for you i mean that's another especially point if you start up yeah uh, especially if you start up but that's not only about the startups mm -hmm. i mean give uh, people the chance 
to bring you new customer, but by telling about you to everyone else. So that's not the point. I mean, the, the only one is those one that I just talked about. And I believe this is the last one we need to mention here about the property rights and mm -hmm. that theme. I believe we covered every, every of the pain point that we usually see in, in, in people with whom we work. Yeah. So to make a conclusion of what we have talked today, so copyright is a vital thing which protects your investment and ensures that the uniqueness of your product will not be sold a few times in a round. So you have to agree about all the terms and policies of passing uh, pro exclusively property copyrights to you from the very beginning of your engagement with the vendor. It's important to do from the very beginning. So, and let's outline a few main things which we have discussed. So, as I mentioned, agree about uh, copyrights at the beginning of your engagement. Do not trade ownership to save a few dollars <laughs> in development. Yeah. Keep code in your repository and save artifacts in your Google Drive. Read contract carefully. And remember the analogy of Andrew about blocks and creeks. Yeah, and uh, I believe the only last thing to add, uh, keep the healthy relationship with people you're working with. Because in case you will, you will not need any of this advice. But still, do this. <laughs> Thank you for your attention for today. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.